What's up everybody? It's Dan Binder Boneyard coming at you from the office. It is a beautiful sunny Sunday here in Central Oregon. Um, it is wonderful. I love summer. I hope uh, you guys enjoy summer as well. I know the southerners and the midwesterners, uh, it's pretty gross there. I was in Oklahoma in August, uh, so yeah, that sucked. <laughs> but uh, that's what today's podcast topic is going to be about. Uh, no, not how much Oklahoma sucks, but air conditioning. See what I did there? But first, I just want to say thank you, everybody. Uh, all the support, all the likes, the shares. Uh, we've been hitting the social medias pretty hard lately um, because I've been on the road a lot. We've been working really hard here in the shop. I kind of neglected the podcast because... On the weekends, when I normally do it, we have been out and about. Uh, if you've seen any of our YouTube stuff, you've seen the Streamline trailer that we've been working on, and we've uh, been trying really hard to get a lot of stuff done um, to help clean up the shop and make some space and get through some projects. Since we are not traveling to the Midwest this summer for any of the shows, um, if you were at Nationals, you so we weren't there. Uh, we will not be at homecoming here in a couple of weeks, and we will not be at the harvester and the hollower uh, event uh, because of fuel costs and everything else. It's just it's outrageous. So um, we're staying close to home this year, which means we're getting a lot more done, uh, especially because we're short-handed at the shop. Uh, I had a guy come in; he lasted three days. Uh, and then uh, he went to jail. So I have just decided that was it. That was the final straw uh, for me. I just didn't want to deal with it anymore. I'm already buried and stressed enough with everything. And so having to train new guys and all that stuff, I just, I just, I'm over it. So uh, Steve is a rock star and he works very hard. Ethan, love that kid. He works very hard. Uh, Josie's doing wonderfully in the um, parts listing and uh, online store stuff. And I am doing what I can to keep everybody busy. And then I work in the evenings and weekends on stuff too. So anyway, I'm sorry that I have not got as many podcasts done as I should have. Um, but I'm hoping to at least crank out some to uh, satisfy you guys. Um, so today's podcast is about air conditioning. I get a lot of questions about it and you know the more I talk to people the more it starts to uh, come across like air conditioning is some sort of magic like an automatic transmission for whatever reason guys think that it's you know impossible to install in a truck and you got to have all this you know it's specialized stuff and whatever and it's really not. Uh, it's it is a standalone system that you can put into just about anything. Uh, you you know it, yeah it takes up some room. There's a little bit of head scratching with compressor mounting and that kind of thing. But you know for the most part it's more labor intensive uh, than it is um, complicated. Uh, you know of course there's things that you've got to 
follow and pay close attention to, you know, fittings and making sure you don't have leaks and hose routing. But for the most part, you can uh, you can get AC in damn near anything. Uh, you know, first thing we'll talk about the stock setups. Uh, you know, the Scout Two. I mean, it's obvious that the Scout Two AC systems were. You know, they're a standalone system. They they have a manifold that bolts under the existing heater manifold. There's a blower motor off to the side that runs through the evaporator. And, uh, you know, that's where your cold air comes from. Uh, it just, that manifold, it just pretty much makes your knees cold uh, and then cools off the scout as a result. Does all right. Uh, you can, you know, the early systems that use the R12, uh, they they cooled, but uh, not quite as good as the new stuff with the R134. You can convert the old original systems over to 134, but it requires uh, an updated pump. It requires new hoses, uh, larger or better um, condenser, and a receiver dryer. So you're in the end, you're replacing pretty much everything except the piece that's actually under the dash, uh, which is fine for most people because they want that original look, but, you know, need all the updated stuff. So that's uh, what we've done a fair amount of. Um, they work well, especially in a Scout, you know, because like I've said before with the heater uh, podcast, it's not so much about getting the super cold air out of the vents it's about keeping it in the truck so if you've got poorly fitting doors big gaps between the doors felts that don't go over the window things like that um, your cold air is going to escape uh, you know faster than they than the think can make it so it's real important to have good solid insulation if uh, that's if if that's where you're going. So you know, having your plastic panels on the inside of the hardtop, um, you know, that kind of thing really goes a long ways towards having a comfortable experience in the in the Scout. And and uh, that that sort of stuff goes uh, hand in hand with sound deadening and uh, and that kind of stuff. So. You know, you get a lot of uh, side effects from from sealing the trucks up that are, are beneficial as well. You know, you don't get exhaust intrusion and dust and sound. It all stays out, you know, and then it helps keep your cold air in. So, you know, I've seen, uh, I've seen guys, and I don't recommend this, but I'm not saying it's not possible, to charge their R12 systems with 134. And sometimes it works, and it lasts for a couple of seasons, and sometimes it doesn't. And it, you know, the pumps aren't made for 134, and the hoses are a different construction, and they can't always retain that stuff. But uh, I have seen guys get away with running R134 and R12 system for a little bit. Um, but again, I would say to do it right. You know, upgrade to the Sandin compressor, um, get rid of that York piston style and get the Sandin rotary style. You know, upgrade all your stuff. 
it'll just be a better system in the end. Um, and then, you know, so then as far as Scout 2s go, there's aftermarket systems available now. IH Parts America sells them. I think there's some on uh, eBay that are similar. Um, you know, you can check those out. And they're, these kits are all inclusive, usually. Uh, they'll have the pump. They'll have everything. The problem is the hoses are too short 99% of the time. The You just can't get the the length you need out of the hoses. So you figure you're going to have to have hoses made uh, at an AC shop or something like that. But again, uh, you know, you'll need the bracket. If you got a Scout 2 or a V8, uh, you know, truck in general, you're going to need that AC bracket uh, that the alternator mounts to the bottom of, and then uh, then you can go from there. IH Parts America, again, they sell a plate that you can mount a sand into the original style compressor bracket and uh, then you're good to go there so um, so that's where I would look the other thing too along with the seals and all that stuff I talked about making sure that your heater actually turns off making sure the air duct flapper valve blend door whatever you want to call it actually closes and seals making sure that the hot water valve and the heater hose actually closes because your AC is going to have to work even harder if you've got hot air coming out of the vents all the time. So uh, you know, those are things to make sure you got going as well. Uh, move on to D-Series. This is trickier. D-Series AC systems are integrated in with the heater system so they are the controllers are vacuum powered there are some cables that come off of the off the control panel but there's a bunch of vacuum operated blend doors and and shut off valves that um, you know if they're not working your AC isn't gonna work right so and then there's these the manifold that's under the dash is really fragile because it's got all these tubes, the corrugated, um, flexy, slinky-looking ducting, HVAC ducting. And the original stuff is super fragile, and most of the time the vents have fallen off of their mounts, and they're not even blowing out the vent anymore if you can get it to function. So, And then the other thing about the D-Series original stuff that we found is the fuse panel is almost always burned out. The the fuse panel just couldn't handle the amperage flow that that AC stuff or AC system takes to run because it uses a huge fan. Um, it just yeah the fan is a it, it's a monster. So um, getting it all to work right, like you can charge the system and you can put the compressor in and you can run a bigger condenser and receiver dryer, but if you can't get that selector valve and all the stuff under the dash and behind the dash to work, then it doesn't do you any good. And you're going to be disappointed. So, um, you know, really, it's really, really labor intensive to get the D-series stuff working correctly. Um, we were able to get Big Connie's working. Uh, Steve worked very hard. We went through a bunch of parts trucks to find all the things we needed that actually worked. But we had the factory AC working in that 
73 travel all that went to Arizona and it works well uh, you know I mean again it's still 73 so you're you're dealing with you know antique setups and in a big big truck <laughs> you know travel alls are not little rigs and they almost always need some help in the back section whether it be a heater in the winter or an additional AC in the summer if you're hauling kids and everything but but overall uh, the system is massive and it does put out a fair amount of uh, cool air if you have a travelette uh, it works great um, you know the factory system does so that's one thing to consider if you do are going that route uh, the other thing that guys will do is like the vintage air system like the magnum like the gen 4 or whatever it is that's a huge system it's all inclusive heat and ac again you know they claim that it's for wagons and big cars uh my experience has been that you know south georgia in august it's just about adequate it's not gonna freeze you out it's not uh, you know over-the-top impressive but it does the job uh, again travel alls are massive there's a ton of air in there so it's again it's about keeping the the air in and the insulating that goes a long ways towards uh, keeping it cool and comfortable in there so the the vintage air stuff we're actually gonna be putting one in in a travel all here soon so you'll probably see it on the social medias as we uh, as we get it together but uh, there's a lot of custom stuff that has to happen you end up losing the glove box because of the space it takes up under the dash um, you do get a cleaner engine bay because there's no you lose the heater box that the internationals have in the engine compartment so you end up making a plate and then you just route your hoses through the plate uh, so it's cleaner in that respect but overall it's um, it's still, uh, you know, it's a good system. They work. Uh, I haven't got to install any of the other, um, I can't remember. There's one, it's like Old Air or something like that. They're supposed to be pretty decent, but uh, I haven't got to look at those up close. So I don't have much of a, uh, of a opinion on them. Maybe someday. Um, so my travel at we put in an eBay system that is super universal. It's just like a the the evaporator is like a pod and it just goes under the dash. It's kind of a central unit and then, you know, the pump is under the hood and we ended up putting the condenser in the back uh in front of the radiator in the back of the truck because that's where everything else is happening. And uh, it worked pretty good. It uh, you know blows on your legs, but uh, that's you know cool breeze on your on your legs and stuff is better than uh, you know better than nothing. We'll say that uh, it wasn't um, it wasn't earth yeah, earth shattering. You know it was <laughs> it was still you know I mean it made the the cab of the truck uh, comfortable, but uh, it wasn't you know you weren't freezing your drinks in front of it for sure. We ended up having a problem with one of the hoses uh, a crimp didn't take and so that system didn't last the, you know the AC only lasted a couple days in that before we lost all the refrigerant but uh, you know 
and then I ended up taking the pump out for a customer truck um, because we were in a bind and I needed this pump to get a job done immediately. So we ended up stripping some of the parts out of the black truck to get a customer truck going. But I'm hoping to get it back, uh, get the AC back in it here before summer's over. Uh, it's been fairly comfortable in Central Oregon, so I haven't been like desperate for it. But uh, And I don't know, since I'm not going to the Midwest this summer, I might not need it. Um, but I know like when we went to Oklahoma, uh, that was definitely a time where we had wished for some sort of AC, just anything to take some of the humidity out of the cab, uh, would have gone a long ways, but yeah, it just, um, you know, I cheaped out. I think that system off of eBay was like $500, something like that. And again, the hoses were too short. didn't have some, some of the fittings weren't right. Uh, so I ended up having to piece it together ourselves anyways. So, um, you know, and that same system, I would recommend if you had a, um, scout 80 or 800, it's tough. It's really tough to fit any kind of AC system in the early scouts. The, the dashes are super close to the firewall. The shifter's right in the way. There's a, it's just tough. Um, so you know, you can fit them, but you lose interior space for sure. I was thinking about um, kind of copying the the early 61s, you know, where they have the heater boxes mounted remotely on a fender and then it's ducted in. I kind of was kicking around the idea of, of something like that for the AC, mounting it outside of the passenger compartment and then ducting the cold air in uh, but again it's just space especially in a v8 scout uh, they're just the, under the hood is just packed so uh, you know it's a tricky it's a tricky thing but it can be done um, again there's these universal kits that they mount the the evaporators off to the side and then it has a manifold that goes under the dash if you go that route you know you're you're eating up all of your passengers foot space uh, which you know, you're, you're comfortable or you're not. That's just how it is. The 80s and 800s, they already have tiny passenger compartments. So, you know, if you're six foot tall or taller and there's an AC box in there, you're going to have, your knees are going to be sore by the time uh, your drive is over because it's, it's cramped. But that's a route to go as well. Uh, again, V8 stuff's easy. You get that, that compressor bracket. If you got a four-cylinder, there's a lot of fab, a lot of fabrication. And then, you know, a compressor will draw like three horsepower, three to five horsepower from what I've heard. So if you're already running at 80 horsepower, you knock five out of there, you're going to feel it. So really decide if that's the route you want to go. Uh, the six cylinder stuff's a little easier. If you've got an AMC motor, there's... Um, conversions out there to put the Jeep 4 liter uh, serpentine system on the front of an AMC motor. Uh, that's a, There's a little bit of fab work in that, but then that nets you an AC setup, a better alternator, power steering pump, like all the things that you need uh, if you want to update your 80 or your 800, um, then that's a good way to go as well. 
So I would consider looking into that. Google it. There's lots of resources because that Jeep stuff is, is way more common, way easier to find. A lot of that conversion is out there. So I would recommend looking into that. Um, you know, but uh, then the other thing about the 80s and 800s is there's no way to shut the hot air off. There's a flapper in the heater box or in the manifold, but there's the water you can't turn the hot water off some of them had like a petcock kind of shut off thing in the heater hose uh, we've seen a fair amount of those if yours does not have that or yours is stuck open you might want to look into changing it um, because if you in the summertime if you can just turn off the hot water going to the heater core that will make the uh, internal interior of the truck that much more comfortable so yeah, I would look into slowing down the hot water as well. Make it just a little more cooler. Make your AC seem to work better. That, and that's the other problem with the 80s and 800s is they the firewalls are right up against the engine. There's no insulation at all. There's a million holes and everything. Those trucks really, they weren't meant to have AC in the first place. The doors don't fit very well. The tops don't fit well. Like, they're just... Yeah, they're, they're just not meant for that kind of comfort. And I know people go to great distances to make them comfortable. I have an 800 here that was completely filled with spray foam insulation and bed liner. And they bed lined over every fastener and every wire and every nut and bolt. So the, the Scout, we're supposed to be restoring it, but it's impossible like you can't get like it's three or four layers deep of linex like it's at least half an inch thick and you just can't you can't deal with that so if you're going to go that route do it right pull the pieces pull the hardware mask it do it appropriately and then insulate it uh you know you'll thank yourself later but uh but yeah the the 800s they just I don't know. I mean, you can try. It takes so much work to make them comfortable. I just, I tell people, you know, roll your windows down, get a soft top, throw ice on the floor. You take uh, bags of ice and just throw them on the floor. And, you know, you just deal with, you live with the radiant cooling that comes up from the ice on the floor. And yeah, you get some water on the floor, but, uh, it is what it is. You know, most of the early scouts got rust holes on the floor anyway, so the water just drains out. Um, but, yeah, there's just no good There's no good way to make an 80 or 800 that comfortable, not compared to a Scout 2 or, or a D-Series. Um, C-Series travel-alls and trucks are about the same as the D-Series. The doors don't fit as well, but they still seal up pretty good. You can insulate them pretty well. Uh, under dash unit, same thing. You lose the glove box. You know any of that Magnum vintage air stuff. You're going to lose a bunch of space under the dash. Um, you know it gets awful close to the wiper arm assembly, but you can you can get it in there. And again, if you got the V8, then it's easy to get the uh, AC bracket in there. Six cylinders, you'll have to fabricate. And if you've got a four cylinder, you know if you've got a 900. Uh, C, you know, or C100 or something. Yeah, I don't know. Good luck. Uh, 
it's already slow you're gonna be even slower but yeah that's uh, my suggestion and then you get into the 50s trucks it's the same you know you can do it under dash vintage air it's gonna hang way out and be obvious that it's hanging out there or you get the smaller pod style and then mount it up um, in the center of the dash which is what a lot of the factory um, dealer installed AC systems were in the 60s were the center dash pod style with just a couple four vents or registers and that's what you had um, again better than nothing but uh, a long way from from ideal uh, so you know you just have to get uh, get creative but like I said before it's not magic it's not rocket surgery it's just you know it's an unknown system that a lot of guys don't have experience with and so they feel like it's some voodoo system but really it's it's not that bad uh, you know if you do the install yourself then uh, you take it down to your local AC shop they do the evacuation and the purge and then the install of the fresh refrigerant and they'll check it for leaks and all that that's what we do here we have the gauges and stuff to do the the purge and the vacuum pump and everything but I've just found that the AC shop charges like ninety dollars or 110 depending on the size of the system it's so much more uh, peace of mind and convenient for me to just drive it down there wait 20 minutes while they do it and drive it back than it is to you know go through all the rigmarole here and 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 all that so um yeah especially if you live in the south or california i mean there's ac shops everywhere so it might even be even cheaper to do uh in those places but anyway uh yeah so that's my take on the ac i would uh look into it if if you're able um, I know there's a lot of back order on some of this stuff right now because of the um, you know supply chain problems and whatnot but uh, I would still give it a thought look into it uh, maybe it'll shut your wife up and uh, you can enjoy your your international in the summer and uh, and everybody will enjoy it so that's about it for me uh, if you want to uh, reach out let me know what you think um, but otherwise, I appreciate you guys for listening. And uh, until next time, I'm Dan from Binder Boneyard. Mm -hmm.